Good morning. Welcome to the TDL Project. How are you today? I hope everyone is having a great weekend. Last week was jam-packed with exciting news, which I shall be talking about in a few. We have sci-fi book prizes announcements, news about Birds of Prey, Mulan, new Witcher castings, and a new trailer from the Korean supernatural series Kingdom. So let's go. So sci-fi book prize season is fast approaching and we have a couple of exciting announcements starting from the LA Times book prizes which announced that for the first time ever they will be handing out the inaugural Ray Bradbury award and uh, this award marks the launch of the publication of Ray Bradbury prize for science fiction, fantasy and speculative fiction. Uh, This is sponsored by Ray Bradbury Literary Works. The prize honors Bradbury's literary legacy by celebrating writers Uh, the writers working in this field today so uh check out let's check out the nominees for this inaugural prize uh the books and the authors nominated are ted chang by uh ted chang exhalation stories amal el motar and max gladstone for this is how you lose the time war brian evenson for song of the unraveling of the world marlon james by black leopard red wolf and Amwali Serpo for The Old Drift, a novel. So I'm happy to see This Is How You Lose the Time War here. It's the very first book that I've read this year and it was wonderful. Um, it's highly uh, recommended. So the winners of the LA Times book prizes will be announced during a sem- ceremony on April 17 to kick off the 25th annual festival of books. And we have another big news on book prices as last Feb 20 the list of finalists for the 2019 nebula awards was released and according to their website so uh, the science fiction and fantasy writers of america or sfwa inc is announcing the finalists for the 55th annual nebula awards including the ray bradbury award for outstanding dramatic presentation and the andre Norton Award for Outstanding Young Adult Science Fiction or Fantasy Books. So uh, let's go through the lists of uh, the 2019 Nebula Award finalists. So for novel, we have Marquet of Cain by Charles Gannon, The Ten Thousand Doors of January by Alex Harrow, A Memory Called Empire by Arcady Martin, Gods of Jade and Shadow by Sylvia Moreno Garcia, Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. A Song for a New Day by Sarah Pinsker. So that those are for the novel category. And uh, for a novella, we have Anxiety is the Dizziness of Freedom by Ted Chiang. The Haunting of Tram by P. Jelly Clark. This is How You Lose the Time War by Amal Almotar and Max Gladstone. Her Silhouette Drawn in Water by Villar Kaftan or Vilar Kaftan. Uh, the Deep by River Solomon with David Diggs, William Hudson, and Jonathan Snipes. And we also have Catfish Lullaby by A.C. Weiss. Moving on for the novelette category, we have A Strange Uncertain Light by G.V. Anderson, For He Can Creep by Sioban Carroll, His Footsteps Through Darkness and Light by Mimi Mondal, The Blur in the Corner of Your Eye by Sarah Pinsker, Carp Glitter by Kat Rambo and The Unchronology of Love by Carolyn Joachim. 
For the short story, we have Give the Family My Love by A.T. Greenblatt. The Dead in Their, Unco- in Their Uncontrollable Power by Karen Osborne. And now His Lordship is Laughing by Shiv Ramdas. Ten excerpts from a from an annotated bibliography on the cannibal women of Rat Nabar Island by Nibeda Nibedita Sen. I'm butchering all of these authors' names. Um, a catalog of storms by Fran Wilde and How the Trick is Done by AC Wise. And for the Andre Norton Nebula Award for Middle Grade and Young Adult Fiction, we have Sal and Gabby Break the Universe by Carlos Hernandez, Catfishing on Catnet by Naomi Kritzer, Dragon Pearl by Yoon Ha Lee, Peace Sprout Chen by Battle Priest. Let me say that again. Peace Sprout Chen Battle of Champions by Henry Lien, Cog by Greg Van Eekhout, Riverland by Fran Wilde. And uh, for game writing, we have Outer Wilds, The Outer Worlds, The Magician's Workshop, Disco Elysium, and Fate Accessibility Toolkit. And lastly, for the Ray Bradbury Award for Outstanding Dramatic Representation, we have Avengers, Captain Marvel, Good Omens, The Mandalorian, Russian Doll, and Watchmen. Okay. So, again, I'm happy to see this is how you use the time war uh, here. Uh, very well deserved. And also, Gideon the Ninth. Uh, I talked about these books uh, on previous episodes. Um, Gideon the Ninth on the second uh, episode. And this is how you use the time war by the third, on the third episode. So, the Nebula Awards will be uh, presented during the annual SFWA Nebula Conference, which will run from May 28th to 21st at the Warner Center Marriott Woodland Hills and features programming developed and geared toward SFF professionals. Okay, so for those of you uh, who uh, is wondering, who are wondering what the Nebula Awards are, it's presented annually. Uh, recognized, it recognizes the best works of science fiction and fantasy published in the previous year. Uh, they are selected uh by members of the science fiction and fantasy writers of America and the first Nebula Awards were presented in 1966. So yeah, so those are two big announcements from two book prizes and uh, definitely looking forward to that. Over at the movies, uh, Birds of Prey, despite uh, having good reviews during its pre-release uh, opened well below projections with 33.2 million stateside and 81.2 million worldwide and though this wasn't the lowest DC opening of all time uh, this opening is well under the 50 to 55 million tracking projection and under the 45 million for which Warner Brothers was hoping for and overseas they were forecasting it to be at least 110 million um for birds of prey well first of all uh it was far from being an excellent movie again like i said on my first reaction on the first episode it was pretty to look at but definitely has shortcomings like its lack of character development for its main villain and the seemingly gender parody but overall it wasn't that bad i was rooting for it especially because it was in my own opinion actually one of the better dc movies released and it was a female-led superhero movie so i'm a little bit biased towards it so i hope uh it gains traction and uh it it improves as the months come 
so yeah so, so it's a little bit sad a little bit disappointing but uh still hoping for the best for that movie again if i'm gonna rate the dc movies i'm gonna say uh wonder woman is the best number two would be shazam and third would be uh this one and uh next up we have mulan uh, mulan just got a rating of pg-13 uh Disney's live-action remake of Mulan has received an official PG-13 rating from the Motion Picture Association of America. Uh, the British Board of Film Classification has yet to confirm the official Mulan live-action age rating for the UK. However, uh, according to IG- IGN.com, in 1998, anima- the 1998 animated film was originally rated U with mild threat and violence listed under the guide notes which may indicate a 12a certification for the upcoming release mulan is the first uh, title from disney's live action studio to receive a pg-13 rating since the release of uh, dead men tell no tales in 2017 so they've uh, released a couple of trailers i think and i've seen the latest one uh, personally, I think it looks good. Uh, they won't have the singing, but they're still using the main theme. A little while back, I remember that the main lead, Liu Yifei, was in a little controversy when she expressed her support to the Hong Kong police regarding the extradition protests, and there have been calls for boycotting the movie. Uh, but this was in August 2019, so this was a few months back already, and though I wonder if it still has, uh, if it's still uh on people's minds or if it actually will affect uh ticket sales but no i don't think so since it has a like i said it's been a few months back already and i think right now the moviegoers are more excited more than anything especially after the new full trailer was released uh me personally i'm gonna see it i love the original animated film and i'm curious about this adaptation and we also have exciting news from uh, the upcoming tv shows uh the wheel of time on prime has dropped a throwback day one picture which got a lot of people excited especially the fans um the wheel of time is an an upcoming uh, american epic fantasy web television series set to premiere on prime video and i've been reading that uh, series now uh for some time um i'm now on book six but it has like 12 i mean 14 books and each book is like 800 pages at least so it's gonna be a long journey but uh, i hope that I'll, I'll be far much far ahead by the time the show uh, premieres on amazon prime so uh, the series is based on robert uh, jordan's novel series of the same name and is produced by the sony picture television and amazon studios with uh, rafe judkins serving as showrunner okay so for those of you who are not yet familiar with this, um, they're actually shooting season one now, and uh, some of the cast um, uh, were already uh, announced uh, a while back. Uh, we have Rosamund Pike as Moraine. We have uh, Joshua Stradowski as the lead actor, uh, Rand Althor. Uh, we also have Zoe Robbins, Marcus Rutherford, uh, Barney Harris, and among others so yeah pretty excited about the wheel of time uh, tv series i hope that though it's 
um, I have doubts if it's gonna be as big as uh, Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones is like, you know, the the bar now. So I hope that if if it gets just as you know near to that level, I'm gonna be happy about it. But I hope that it uh, exceeds expectations. Um, okay, so uh, f- over on Netflix, we also got a new Kingdom 2 trailer. So I'm pretty excited about that. And actually right now I have the trailer here and haven't seen it yet. So let's just watch it. Uh, let's watch it right now. By the way, if we're gonna be watching shows like this, it's better to have put it on subtitles rather than the, the dub uh, version. 그 자리는 당신이 있을 곳이 아니오. 진짜 죽을 죄를 지은 죄인은 따로 있지. 와우, wow, it's, it's great. I really like it. Now, I'm really excited to watch season 2. If you haven't seen it, you have to check it out, especially if you're into period drama series, supernatural thrillers, and zombies. So again, um, Kingdom is a South Korean political period uh, thriller web television series. It's uh, Netflix's first original Korean series. Uh, it premiered on January 25, 2019, and season 2 will be released on March 2020. Production for uh, The Witcher Season 2 has actually uh, begun with, uh, again, Netflix announcing seven new additions to the cast. And here's a full breakdown of the new cast members. We have Yasin Atur, uh, Agnes Bjorn as Verena, uh, Paul Bullion as Lambert. He's from Peaky Blinders. We have Messia, or Messia Simpson as Francesca. We have Christopher Yivju uh, of Game of Thrones uh, as Nivellen, um, Aisha Fabian Ross uh, from The Danish Girl as Lydia, and uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Stu Ersted uh, Rasmussen from Fast and Furious uh, 9 as Esco, and uh, yeah, so those are uh, seven, uh, no, eight new characters. Uh, no official character descriptions yet, but uh, if you've... Uh, read the books i'm sure you'll be able to recognize these characters um so season two will also feature at least one original character and uh no uh netflix has yet to release any official plot synopsis for uh, the second season but uh they say that uh for season two they will dig deeper into fringilla's uh, past and explore the Nilfgaardians beyond their roles as villains. Uh, and they will uh, feature a much more linear 
quote-unquote, storyline, drop more tidbits of richer lore, and include more queer representation, among other additions. So, well, that's a good addition, good news. And uh, it will arrive on Netflix sometime in 2021. Okay, so I've, I've actually watched The Witcher uh, Season 1 in two three days i wanted to watch it in one sitting but it was it was a little bit difficult for me honestly uh, i've been uh i've been a little bit bored by it uh, i couldn't get through it for like for three uh successive episodes i couldn't do it i had to stop and rest for a bit and then rewatch it again um I'm, i was also a little bit confused about the timelines and the time jumps as a lot of other people were and it was a bit of a problem actually especially if you if you're not familiar with the books you haven't read them or you haven't played the games i haven't read uh, the witcher series so uh, i think that was one of the issues while i was while i was watching the show because i could not at one point i couldn't understand like what was going on because of because of the time jumps but uh so overall i think i'm gonna i gave this like a three out of five star rating uh just because of those uh issues but uh, i'm hoping that uh season two uh, will be much much better and i'm definitely gonna continue uh watching it but yeah so i hope that they've uh, they've uh address the issues uh on season one and uh yeah so uh, looking forward to that yeah the witcher season two on netflix and that's it for today that's all the news updates that we have for this week exciting stuff coming up for us sci-fi and fantasy fans again really glad about this is how you lose the time war getting all these nominations really well deserved Okay, so thanks for listening and have a great day, everyone.